Oh, geez, we're starting. I'm still doing stuff. I'll be okay. I think you got this. Here we go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School. I'm Matt Donnelly, and we are broadcasting from Show Creator Studio South here in Las Vegas. This week, uh, I gotta be honest with you, we, I could have watched a masterclass and said I watched Obliterated, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna talk about that a little bit. And here he is, Preach the Love, Penn Jillette. Yeah, this is uh, Penn Jillette Sunday School. It's not called Penn Jillette Sunday School, it's called Penn Sunday School, yeah. but it's brought to you by Masterclass. Yeah, we're going to talk more about that. You know you want to do lifelong learning, and you know Masterclass is wicked, wicked good at it. So you could go right now, get 15% off at masterclass.com slash pen. But if you need more information, we'll tell you about that later. You know, I just called myself uh, Pen Gillette, Yeah, uh, which is not that unusual because that is my name. But uh, I will tell you that uh, I was I went to Starbucks the other mm-hmm. and uh, on the way to Starbucks, uh, my son said, "Are we supposed to boycott Starbucks? Uh, I are we supposed to?" That's what he thought. Why now? It seems like there's a reason to boycott Starbucks all the time. All the time, and yet nobody does. Yeah, but there's always a reason to, which sums it up. Anyway, I got my decaffeinated uh, americano. Mm-hmm. The guy said to me, are you Penn Fraser? And I said instantly, yeah. What? <laughs> that's weird. It's your middle name. That's your middle name. Middle name is Fraser. Yeah. No one knows that. That's not a common. No. And I said, that, that's my middle name. No one uses my middle name. He said, well, my dad, every time you come on TV, he says, there's Penn Fraser. I said, well, I don't want to say your dad's wrong. He said, Penn Fraser, isn't that your name? I said, yeah, yeah, it is my name. Yeah, it's my name. Yeah. Just a, That was that. That was that. No, no more to the story. Here's the thing. You, you thought you did the right thing by not being like, well, my last name is actually Gillette. Yeah. But now that guy's going to know the crap out of everyone for the next like four days. <laughs> I ran into Penn Fraser at Starbucks. And people are like, who the hell is that? <laughs> you know, Penn Fraser, the magician. And people are going to be like, and he's going to have the same argument with everyone over and over and over again. That's right. Yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. I went to get an oil change. The woman there. They said you were Matt Fraser? <laughs> Matt Fraser. No, they said, what do you do for a living? And I. Always blank on that. <laughs> it's a hard question. It really is. And uh, so I said, I'm a podcaster. Ah. And she goes, oh, so do you hate women? <laughs> <laughs> How did she say that? In, in a jovial way? No. Or accusatory? Not Neither. Like a genuine, genuine inquisitive way. Oh, That was right. the way that was really surprising. A sincere surprising. question. A sincere, like, oh, do you like, like, oh, do you like coffee? Like, oh, do you hate women? Like, that was the tone. <laughs> and I laughed really hard. And I said, I, I don't think so. And then she goes, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> and again, <laughs> I'm a blank slate. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I was like, v- Vegas, I guess. And then I just left it at that. Oh, gee. 
She had no comment after that. No, no, no. Was she someone that you could see hating? <laughs> for what she charged me for synthetic oil? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, she seemed like a nice person. Uh, did not seem like a podcast listener in general. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I believe, I believe, Yeah. if you only read information about what podcasts were, you could get that idea, couldn't you? Yes. Yeah. It was, that, that was really sad. Like that's that, that thing. I was like, oh gosh, I guess I do have an occupation where like that is. Yeah. That would have never crossed my mind. Like if you watch TikTok, it's all this is podcasters saying terrible things about women. Is it? There's a lot. There's like a vein of that. Huh. And the TikTok is pulling that out to show how bad podcasters are or they are showing off their wares. I think in some cases, the podcast themselves are showing off their wares on TikTok, mm -hmm. trying to go viral. And then in other cases, women are being like, hey, this is what men are putting on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. About, about that. Keep in mind the number one podcast is Joe Rogan Experience. Right. Yeah. And then what? And then Howard Stern, who I don't believe is doing anything like he used to. No. But uh, you could still have in the consciousness. Howard Stern probably still has that vibe a little bit. A little bit, yeah. And Joe Rogan says some really weird things. Yeah. But is he known to uh, not is he misogyny one of them? I remember he has he has done that kind of Rita Rudner. Mm -hmm. This is men. This is women. Mm -hmm. Which I consider sexist right away. Either way you do it. Whenever someone says, don't women do this, don't men do this, mm -hmm. I always bristle at it. Yeah, it yeah. makes me uncomfortable because I am very, very uncomfortable with gender roles. Right. I don't like teams and mm -hmm. even the team of male and female right. is, is creepy to me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we can go statistically right, and we can say this stuff is more likely about a man. This stuff is more likely about a woman. Right. But that means nothing in day-to-day -day life because the individual variations are greater than than those variations of, based on gender or based on sex, I yeah. know, whichever you want to do. No, no, I guess I mean, sex is more accurate there than gender. Living life as a, as a cis, hetero, white male. Uh, How long have you been doing that? Uh, I've been, I've tried it, I tried it for Christmas uh -huh. and it was a two-week trial. It's sticking on? It's sticking I think I'm going to keep paying for it. Yeah, yeah. It's only recently where someone, I say something and someone's like, oh, that's what a man would do or what that, like you hear, like, I really did grow up not feeling like I was representative you know, and so it's weird when it does happen. Yeah, you know, uh, I, uh, because I, I went to high school mm -hmm. in the 70s, and there was a strong, strong wave of, uh, of feminism then. And because the, uh, the women I was around, or I guess you could say girls, yeah. in uh, junior high and high school, were very, very filled up with that. Uh, I was too. You know, I yeah. read the books I was supposed to read. And, uh, I was, you know, I would, I would talk about Simone de Beauvoir and I would, you know, all that stuff. And I, I did all that stuff and I thought about it and I still have trouble saying the word girl. I check myself before I use that word. Mm -hmm. I don't use that Just word. In general. Yeah. I use, I use the word baby. Hey baby. Mm -hmm. But I use that regardless of genders, you yes. know, very well. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, as a as a beatnik thing, mm -hmm. not as a not which as is all oh, coming back in style. Kids snap now, all that stuff. The modern view of what's called feminism, mm -hmm. I do find 
very, very confusing because it seems to uh, accentuate uh, differences. Right. Even gender fluidity seems to accentuate the differences. Don't you feel like internet and social media play a large part in what you're describing? Yeah. In other words, I felt like growing up, there was leaders in different categories. And so mm -hmm. at least you had default. And leadership, people with expertise or prowess wouldn't necessarily just blatantly say the most extreme version of their beliefs. They understood that they were trying to move hearts and minds. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. And now I feel like the loudest, most angry well, voices. I mean, this has been said a million zillion times. There is money in outrage. Right. Yeah. That's, and then so I feel like we, the, what, we're, what you're interpreting as the voice of, of that feminism, I think is coming from the loudest, most outraged sure. point yeah, of view. Yeah, yeah. And that's so hard to remember. Yeah. Because uh, text on your phone, yeah. text on your computer, I think in my mind, comes from the same source. So you yeah. don't really see uh, this is the New York Times and this is some nut in their basement. Right. And that's that's really tough. Oh, like when someone, if someone retweets like a Joe Biden tweet or something and I click on the comments of that. I'm like, oh, that's on me. That's my fault. <laughs> I've done my best to keep that out of my feed. And then I went right in there. Now I'm angry about a bunch of stuff that I'm actually not angry about. Right. And, uh, and someone's making money off your anger. Yeah. Because you clicked on it. Yeah. Yeah. What the what's this fucker saying? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's I got off Facebook. Yeah. Because I would find people making it? comments. Yeah, terribly. <laughs> terribly. I don't know anyone who does. Not for an instant. Yeah. No, I think I think my wife did. Then my wife left Facebook and went back. Right. Birthdays, that's the only the that's the only argument for Facebook, which is hysterical. Because basically it's become a public utility. The argument is like, but birthdays, it does. It helps you remember a lot of people's birthdays. Yes, people have told me since yeah. I got off Facebook, this is the first time you haven't sent me a birthday message in three years. Yeah. And I said there's not gonna be another one. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, you are not getting older. See, that is a plus or a minus. I don't care. <laughs> but you are now frozen yeah. in the time you were when I left Facebook. Yeah. Like, I remember I was on the Foolish Tour, mm -hmm. and uh, I was a stage manager, held, held the elevator, and it was a younger woman. And, uh, and I tried to slickly backhand the floor as I walked into the elevator, right? Like, not stopping, just walking directly to the back of the elevator and just turning and batting the floor I was going to go to on the elevator. Oh, I see. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I missed. So then I stopped very awkwardly. All the smoothness goes away, and I just smack the floor I want to go to very hard in a second attempt. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, typical man must hit door hard kind of comment. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Don't let my tired ogre ass represent an entire gender. <laughs> I know. And they were like, we now select a man to hit an elevator button. No one was like, I nominate Matt Donnelly. <laughs> how does a, hey, Matt, would you show us all <laughs> how men hit <laughs> elevator buttons? Which I know is how everybody judges everybody. I'm not, I'm not saying that, that that was an exceptional example, but it was struck me in the moment. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know I was, I would, I would have turned. I would have stopped the first time, turned and hit the doorbell properly. Well, that, the door, the floor. That's what, uh, you know, Jonathan Rausch says about words you can't use for him being gay. Yeah. He says, I wasn't part of that committee. I right. didn't say you can't say this word anymore. Right. I wasn't part of that. 
Uh, I get upset about all of that. I mean, when when I read in the New York Times, uh, Biden is trying to get the woman's vote. Mm-hmm. I go, what the fuck does that mean? Right. Biden has to get black voters. There's no such thing as black voters. There's just people. Right. And, and there are organized organizations that do organize underneath those flags and definitions. Which I don't approve of. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, I don't right. approve of them. I don't approve of the Electoral College. I don't pe- think people in Wyoming should have more votes than people in California. I don't care about the black vote. I don't care about the Mexican-American vote. I want to know who gets the most votes. And guess what? It's always going to be a Democrat <laughs> from now on. It's only with cheating that the Republicans win. Who was the last Republican to actually get a majority of the votes in the country? Uh, W. It, no. Oh, right. No. no, right. He didn't. No, not even close. In the second one? Who did he beat the second time? No. Didn't? I, he did beat, but not by numbers. Not by popular vote. I'm talking about popular vote. I think you go back to Nixon, which is all you need to know. What is, what's true on that, Reddy? Do you know? I'm sure Reagan did. Right, Reagan's right. after Nixon. Yeah. yeah. And I'll check on Bush Sr. Yeah, yeah. But that's the only fun thing about all these court cases is bubbling up as it might make the Electoral College really unpopular, which would be so exciting. <laughs> the Electoral College thing is so weird. It was set up just, it's just racism, right? Yeah. Of course, the, when you're talking about the United States of America, <laughs> okay, pretty much any answer to any question is, oh, it's racism. Yeah. If you want to know how music developed in the United States, oh, it's racism. If you want to know about how finance is developed, oh, it's racism. And that's not even being some sort of uh, bleeding heart liberal. That is just the fact. Having slavery in this country was a wicked fucking bad idea. Yeah. And we. You're the first to say it. I am. I am. I'm still waiting for Nikki to say it. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, maybe I can be president because I say the Civil War is about slavery. (laughs) That was. That stumped her. Didn't that stump her? Yeah, but it stumped her because of all the. Freaking all the colossal bullshit of campaigning, though. Yeah, yeah. Not her. It didn't. didn't, It didn't stump her because of her heart. Or her brain. Right. But she just said, I'm not supposed to say this. Yeah, yeah. She basically was just had to calculate votes gained and lost by admitting the Civil War is about slavery. <laughs> just so sad. Yeah. Um, but you even said that the podcast, that your favorite podcast is, uh, I'm blanking on the name, History of... Uh, 500 Songs. 500 Songs. Yeah. 500 Songs. You said that it was very distinct that pop music was for rich white kids, country music was for poor white kids, and rhythm and blues was for... He, he keeps saying that. He keeps saying um, the charts were set up with rhythm and blues and country yeah. because they did not want to put at the charts poor black people, poor white people. Because <laughs> <laughs> Lisa this, that came to end uh, uh, again with Little Nas X. He's supposed to be the top of the country charts, and then they changed the rules of the country charts to make sure Little Nas X didn't get the number one. What, the, what rules did they change? I'm not, I don't even know. Again, I, we, already, we already have Ready Rich looking up so much. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry it's taken so long. I typed in POTUS popular vote, and I got Pornhub twice. <laughs> <laughs> ah. But yeah, uh, the uh, the, the five, Andrew Hickey's five hundred songs. Yeah, I've been listening to that so much. I'm up to like one thirty six now. Wow, each episode's like hours. 
Oh, yeah, but there's also the bonus episode. So each episode is like an hour and a half. Yeah. And up to like 136. Yeah. I'm listening to him so much that last night he was in my dreams. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was at a record store yeah. with Andrew Hickey. Where else would you be? That'd be a dream come true. And I wanted to talk to him about music, and he was complaining that he shouldn't have cut his hair. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up talking to his partner, who I know nothing about, but I ended up talking to his uh, romantic partner about the Sex Pistols. <laughs> that was your dream. Yeah, but I know nothing about his romantic partner. Nothing. But all the same, I was talking to them. Uh, that means your brain was like, I'm not writing for Andrew Hickey. <laughs> yeah. I'm but, not doing it. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I don't want to. I don't want to. And the person playing harmonica on that was Winston Churchill. I was like, <laughs> boy, boy, Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart sure is funny in this. Oh, yeah? We haven't come to Rod Stewart yet. No. But Rod Stewart's popping up. First of all. A band comes in to record in England mm -hmm. with this Joe Meeks, who was a very famous producer, yeah. very eccentric producer. This five-piece band comes in, and they record an instrumental, mm -hmm. which comes out. And Andrew Hickey then says, this band was not an instrumental band. They had a lead singer, and when the lead singer began singing, the producer ran out of the booth and said, that's the most awful sound I've ever heard. You kids sing. Get out of here. So we'll have to wait to hear about Rod Stewart to a later <laughs> episode. And then on um, My Boy Lollipop, yeah. the first ska song, mm -hmm. it says the harmonica solo, the woman who recorded it, the song says that was Rod Stewart. And the engineer says it was Rod Stewart. And Rod Stewart says, no, he didn't play harmonica on that. <laughs> and who do you believe? I don't know. Because you forget shit all the time. People remember that you've done Exactly. It. Yeah. Exactly. I, I don't imagine, I'm just saying, this may be way out of line, I don't imagine Rod Stewart has a much, much better memory than me. Right. I, maybe as good. Right. Maybe a little better, but I think that Rod Stewart has probably forgotten ever, I don't even know much about Rod Stewart. Is he a drinker, a non-drinker? Uh, I, think, I think he was a drinker. Right. I think he was a bit of a party boy. Right. It took him a long time to be okay with the song, Do You Think I'm Sexy? Mm -hmm. He thought that... He shouldn't have to do that live, yeah. and he didn't like that song, and maybe he shouldn't have recorded it <laughs> and made it a hit. Who got the popular vote there, Ready Rich? Rod Stewart. W lost it the first time around and got it okay. the second time around. So George W. was right. And then Hayes and Harrison are the last two that lost it. Mm -hmm. What? Uh, who did he beat the second time around? This is where, is the, who was after Al Gore? Boy, we don't know anything, do we? <laughs> I mean, at the time, I'm sure it was evil, good versus evil, and I hated it. Most important uh, election yeah, of our lifetime. most important election of our lifetime. And yeah. Most important lecture, election of the history of the United States of right. America. Yeah. It was Tina Fey. <laughs> <laughs> How could we forget that? I so um, we were talking about crabs just being eating bugs. Oh, yes. And lobsters eating bugs. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Reddy believes he has an argument against that. Go ahead, Reddy. Yeah, I cut you off because of my financial situation, mm -hmm. buying bugs every week from talking about this all the time. Mm -hmm. But that hasn't changed, so I might as well just talk about it. Okay. Have you ever seen a crab eat? Yeah. The complaint is watching people eat crab uh -huh. is disgusting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt, I cut you off last week when you were saying that you know everything else is over there. 
Yeah, yeah. This is right in front of you actually doing all the heavy lifting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the closest thing. I mean, if someone brought out like a cow and you had to like carve the type of cut you wanted out of the cow to get to that part and you'd be like, oh, it's the best part. Bib up. People would be like, what the fuck is going on at that table? <laughs> <laughs> so what you want in the wild is a lion, right? You want something that's going to grab you by the neck and just chop down and you're dead right away. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna go, yeah, yeah, you don't want the bear that's gonna eat you like shellfish. No, <laughs> no, no. Does a bear eat you like shellfish? Yeah, it just holds you down and, and chews on you. Oh, and it picks the parts that seems it feels will be tastiest. It doesn't care if it's gonna kill you or not. No, because it knows. Does it dip you in butter? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean it knows? It knows what? It what knows you're not be- going anywhere. It oh. knows it's the king of its jungle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's terrible. What you don't want is the praying mantis. Cuts off your head when you're fucking it? I mean, I've heard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all those little bites. No, praying mantis bites off your head while you're fucking it. The the male. That's that's for sex, but not for eating. Okay. When it eats, it's just a thousand bites? Yeah. And that's what crabs do in the ocean. Except that, like, all your shit is floating around you while other fish eat it. Oh. It's got the big pincer that holds the mollusk open, mm. and it's got the little one that does all the fine work until it lets go of the shell, mm. and then it's just a cloud of goo. It's the worst eating you'll ever see. <laughs> so fuck a crab. But, but Actually, I heard Fountain Blue's offering a cloud of goo at their <laughs> <one of> the <laughs> restaurants. I used to think I would like a restaurant called Ped's Tub of Food. <laughs> Where you just sit in a tub and they bring you food. Because, you know, I do not like eating. I mean, KFC basically does that in the form of bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like eating oranges or grapefruits mm-hmm. unless I'm in the hot tub. Because I don't like my hands getting sticky. Oh, so you just have the. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so nice. You can even, if you're in the hot tub, you can even just drop the peels. And it just gives you a nice lemony. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, not lemony. Orangey. Orangey. Citrus. Yeah. Citrus. Nice citrus. Citrus, citrus aroma. So you eat crabs, is that right? I do. Do uh, you get like the big the big uh, snow crab legs, or do you get like the, the Maryland bucket of crabs? I get the Dungeness. Okay, so big guys. Aren't they big? That's the one with the big head. Yeah. And do you whack them with a hammer? No, I just crack it open with my hands. Uh-huh. They're softer than the king or the Alaskan. Do you boil them? Steam. Steam them. But you don't get them alive, do you? No. Steam them up and then break them open and eat them down. I mean, it's not really an option. I would not do that. <laughs> oh. Well, there, used to, there is an option to get alive lobsters and stuff and you kill them. Yeah, not at Smith's or Vons or places like that. I, uh, when I was working at Famous Bill's Restaurant mm-hmm. in Greenfield, Massachusetts, one of the jobs of the dishwasher, and really the only job I didn't like, was I had to go down into the basement and bring a live lobster up. When uh, someone, when someone ordered a live lobster, which not often, it was expensive and right. it was Greenfield. But uh, when they ordered a live lobster, I had to go down and get them. They were down there in a case and they were crawling around and I had to grab it and bring it up. And it, it was horrible. I didn't like it at all. At Fremont, they had uh, the lobster drop claw thing. Yeah. Oh, I don't like those at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that seems about as cruel as it gets. And then uh, when my friend, we were down there and- um, That's not as cruel as it gets. Cheese 
And milk is as cruel as it gets. <laughs> Taking the calf away from the mother cow. Yeah. Right? And then feeding the calf something inferior to the milk. So you get more milk from the cow. And the mother cow and the calf bond. Then you take the calf away. You do that over and over again in the cow's life where it can't move, has no social interaction. Once its calf is born, it's taken away. That's crueler than picking up a crab with a with a grabber thing. I don't know. No, I just <laughs> <laughs> After you made that beautiful point, I was just. I know. I, I, I was talking to somebody who was talking about how the the love that cows the love the dogs mm. because I was saying I didn't like pets particularly, mm-hmm. right? And uh, she was explaining to me mm-hmm. that the actual love that a dog feels is identical chemically to the love that a human feels. How do you measure that? Okay, I don't know. Some hormone or something, All right? right? But okay, let's take that as a given. Who do we want to represent the dog species <laughs> when they measure love? <laughs> it's not that guy. <laughs> and it's- for the men, for the white men, who will represent love in their hearts? I nominate Matt Donnelly. <laughs> he did so well on the hitting the button for the floor of the elevator. <laughs> let's have him do it. And um, assuming we know how to measure love in an accurate way. And then she was talking about how she was having a um, uh, grilled cheese or some cheese product. Ah. And I didn't say, because I'm a coward, I didn't say, so isn't the love that the cow is having for its calf Mm -hmm. the same love that the dog is having for you? Because I knew if I said that, it would turn into me being yelled at. Yeah. Because that's a stupid thing to say. I Yeah, I mean. I make very clear. It's a stupid thing to say. Doesn't mean it's not true. Right. Yeah. There are plenty of things that are true and stupid. Yeah, very, very. <laughs> I, as I sit here, I am true and stupid. Was that everything on the crab person? Yeah, I think so. Live by the surgical incision of the adductor muscle. Die by the <laughs> surgical incision of the adductor muscle. I always say. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't know. I I just tell you, uh, I've been losing weight lately, mm-hmm. uh, pretty quickly, back down to you know one meal a day and uh, low salt, low fat, mm-hmm. and intermittent fasting, and it works. It works. I, I don't know why I stopped it for three years, but I did. Because well, we live in an abundant time, is why. Yeah. And so the only way to socialize or to treat yourself after a good thing or beat yourself up after a bad thing is with food. The answer is always eat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I feel better when I don't. Yeah. I feel better when I don't get fatter. You were losing weight too, right? I am. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's going to the gym, but not going to the gym because you can outwork your mouth. Mm-hmm. Is that like, oh, I'm hungry. Actually, it's outrun your mouth is a funnier way to put it. Outrun my mouth. I can't outrun my mouth. No one can outrun their mouths. Yeah. Going to the gym simply delays eating. <laughs> There's a good way to That's look it. at it. Yeah. So I'm hungry at 10 a.m. I don't want to eat yet. Yeah. I go to the gym and I beating around 1230 or 1. How long do you exercise? Lately, I will walk to my gym. So I'll only exercise for about a half hour, 45 minutes. How far is the walk to the gym? About 25 minutes. Uh-huh. So I'll just walk there, walk back, and then after you've worked out, you don't crave the bullshit that you were craving right. beforehand. So you crave less bullshitty foods. Mm-hmm. And so I found that to be beneficial. And what's your exercise regime? First thing I always do is knock out 10 minutes of, 10 minutes of hard biking, cycling. Mm-hmm. 
because metadata said if you have brisk exercise for 10 minutes a day, you decrease your mortality dramatically. So yeah. I figure if I only go to the gym for even 10 minutes, I'm decrecing my mortality. So I just get that out of the way. I finish that and I go, great, I'm less likely to die. Now what? Today. Today. <laughs> we have a mutual friend. Yes. Who remained nameless. Yeah. Who was thrown out of his gym for sweating too much. <laughs> Is that true? I don't know that. I don't know the story. <laughs> and God, I hope they don't have that rule of 24-hour fitness. <laughs> I don't think they do. Uh, do you, do you, when you say brisk exercise, do you exercise briskly? I just, you get the heart rate up. You know, the, 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 the study that said it said like brisk does not necessarily mean like, um, like furious. It just means like, like you, uh, it said like you can talk, but can't sing was like one way to describe mm -hmm. it. Which is true for you your whole life. <laughs> so, so you're going to live forever. <laughs> I got a me. Yeah. You're all This set. is metadata. Yeah. Plus I do 10,000 steps a day. No matter on top of that, if, if I can do it on the way back and forth to the gym, great. And then if not, I just keep walking at some point. Lately, I've been walking at night and listening to some kind of book on tape. Uh-huh. Good idea. Which I actually found very nice to do before I go to sleep. Oh, that is nice. So I'll do that. I'll always do a thousand meters on a rowing machine, which is not much. That only takes about five, six minutes. I'll do sets of uh, sit-ups on an incline sit-up machine thingy, mm -hmm. whatever they're called. Mm -hmm. We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I always do uh, two arms and one leg. Of uh, <laughs> two arm exercises. Oh, I see. I see. Usually three sets of ten of something, uh -huh. and do two of those, and then one thing where I focus on legs, either squats, deadlifts, or we have sleds at my gym where I push and pull sleds. What's pushing and pulling a sled? You put weights on a sled, uh -huh. like like you're an offensive lineman in the NFL, but with your brain and still working fine. <laughs> no one's hitting you. With no one's hitting. No one's batting me in the head. No one's using their own head as a batting ram into my head. Right. And they actually even have like football like markers. You, I can push it 15 yards and pull it 15 yards and it actually look, it has a little. And that's patch. for your legs? Yeah. 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 But yeah, you should do something like that. That was, as I talked to a guy who did a little bit of, uh, a doctor did a little bit of training mm -hmm. and he just said, and when he mapped out what I could do every day, it was less than I thought I had to do. Mm -hmm. And so it made it much more doable. And so I've been doing it now for about a year and a half. You don't have a trainer? No, I just check in with him. I just check in with him in the exercises. And you, uh, you, uh, you, uh, have you seen differences? Yes. Yeah, yeah. My blood pressure's gotten a little better. My weight's gone down. And then my sleep quality's improved, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. I, uh, I like to swim. I will do, uh, when I'm sore, I'll do, and I'm, uh, and I'm on a good groove where I can get to the gym all the time. This is, I'll, I'll do a swim day. Mm. I'll do 400 meters, takes about 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, freestyle, or do you do? Uh, I mix it up uh, out of sheer, uh, just uh, out of breathness. I'll switch yeah. to <laughs> I'll switch to breaststroke. Yeah, boy, that's nice when you do it, isn't it? Yes. Some people would call it doggy paddle. I call it breaststroke. <laughs> let's let's talk. Let's talk about masterclass let's do it let's talk about masterclass uh masterclass is lifelong learning that's not where it's supposed to go lifelong learning uh masterclass is uh is a really good way to not learn individual things which is good for that too right but also just broaden your horizons yeah. learn a little more learning about stuff is a really 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 good thing and you can learn all what have you been learning lately there ready rich I took Kevin Hart. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
And what was the one big takeaway from that? I forgot to set out my notes here. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we'll find out about that in post. <laughs> Future ready here. The note that I'd taken that I wanted to talk to Penn about was Kevin saying, you have to be delusional in your own dreams because nobody else will be that for you. But Penn's not here, so we'll talk about that next week. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. You know, when they say the best, they have the best instructors anywhere in the world. And I believe them. You know what it includes? Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller. Yeah, Penn and Teller. And uh, you learn, if you don't want to be a magician, you still learn stuff from that. If you don't want to be an astronaut, you still learn stuff from that. Masterclass offers over 180. I don't believe that. I believe it's like over 190 now. Yeah. Over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiation with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or learn magic with Penn and Teller, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. Oh, I said Masterclass twice and didn't do my gesture. It's a really, really good thing. Do it anywhere, on TV, on an app, website, even audio mode, on the go. Uh, I want to make sure I stress this because when you're listening to this, it may seem like you're talking about listening to a lecture or something. It's really well produced. Yes. It's beautifully, beautifully produced. And uh, they do do a wonderful thing in that they let us keep this podcast going. And if you're not into lifelong learning – I'll tell you what happens. If you don't learn things, you can end up being as wrong as we are on the podcast. <laughs> uh, you can so this whole podcast, the cautionary note of if you don't keep up lifelong learning. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month. It's uh, really, really good. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash pen. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash pen. Masterclass.com slash pen. Oh, that was beautiful, wasn't it? That was really nice. Uh, Really, really nice. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.
John Kerry. John Kerry. Ah, oh, John Kerry. John sure. Kerry. That's who lost the push. Did you think of that? I did. Right now, and worse is that my brain went ketchup guy first. Uh huh. Because he was married to the ketchup Heinz. heiress. Yeah, the Heinz. We had Heinz and Dole, and yeah. they're all uh, they're all there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Trump is now just whatever people say about him, he just says back about other people, which I guess he's always done. This is something like. A couple of thoughts, because I don't want you know, we, we know politics is mainstream and all this other stuff, but there isn't a gaffe he could do, right? There's no, there's no something that could come out. There's no something he could say that would make people go like, oh, never mind. I don't think so. Because it turns out there's only one in his entire history. And it was not the amount of times he's lied and just taken a bunch of money. <laughs> he said hydrochloroquine. <laughs> and that's the only time that scared enough voters away from him, you know, if 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 Trump had not embraced the uh, the alternative methods to dealing with the COVID virus, mm-hmm. he would have won the election. Is that true? If he had, if he had said like, "Hey, I came out with a vaccine," I'm the one who I'm the one who fast forwarded everything. I'm the one who got all the red tape out of the way, which is all true, mm-hmm. and just celebrated that he was going to help people get back to the American way of life by celebrating the vaccine, even with the vaccine skepticism. I think he would have won. Wow. Oh, you mean I'm just saying, wow, like yeah. I learned something and all you did was just make something up and say it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I acted as though I'd learned something. I acted as though I'd taken a uh, master class. And then the other thought I had was like, um, I think for the general voting population and for the media, mm-hmm. both interests, which is rare they're the same. Mm-hmm. If both just went off the board, Biden and Trump went off the board, I think everybody would be uh, happier. If there were no Biden, there were no Trump. Yeah. Just two other people run. Just any, just we had to just we have other people run. Two random people. I think the media would love it to be able to cover everybody. And I think we would be relieved as a, as a, as a yeah. people. And I think it should be you and the woman who asked <laughs> you for can't even hit women. a button. I can't even hit the door. Either one of those two women you had an interaction with <laughs> on the other side would be great. If she just came out and said, men hit buttons like Matt Donald, or the other one just I said, tired, he does a he podcast. <laughs> tired man can't, can't be president, says the opponent. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you, if you're tired before you run for president, <laughs> you have to, before you start campaigning, yeah. you have to never have been tired in your life. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Because you're not going to know what tired is. It is strange. It is strange. It's a strange thing to pursue. As a kid, I thought I wanted to do it. I know. I know. It's weird. Now, no way. <laughs> no way. I did watch Obliterated, or I've watched oh, yeah. almost all of Obliterated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you've said the smartest things about Obliterated of anybody. Few people at work, a uh, few of my coworkers yeah. have watched Obliterated, and they've said a lot about it, but nothing as smart as you said. Well, a lot of a lot of folks, uh, I don't know if listen, you probably don't hear from listeners. I hear from listeners, mm-hmm. and a lot of people said, thank God Penn told me it was a comedy, <laughs> was what one person wrote. <laughs> because they didn't know watching it. Yeah, and they said, if they had known it was a comedy, they wouldn't have stuck with it. <laughs> it's fascinating, because I said to you, I said, if I called it bad, that's not correct. Right. And if I called it good, that's also not correct. You said anti-prestige television. Yes. And that is the best thing that's been said. It's like, um, it's really like the Ramones. Yeah. It's really like punk. 
And when I was it's like, are you saying we're just using three chords and playing as loud as we can? Uh huh. <laughs> right. Are you saying we're just blowing up shit and being naked and saying stupid shit? Uh huh. Yeah. Do we have another point? No. Hey ho, let's go. Blitzkrieg <laughs> bot. We're balling in the back seat. We're generating steam heat. That's all they're doing. And even when we're saying it's bad, right? Like when I was young, uh, and there wasn't the the. Was high this back when your heart was an open book? My heart was an open book. Yeah, that's what they all say about me. And I was over at a kid's house whose dad wanted to, uh, whose dad was rich enough to buy a, a Cinemax in addition to other wow. channels. Wow! Right? Yeah. So you we're sleeping over at their house, and you hope everyone goes to bed, and we can watch Cinemax. Which sure, is the way that goes. And there would be these terrible Emmanuel, Emmanuel in Paris. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's this other genre where there was like action movies with girls where they take their clothes off at different different places. Hard ticket to Hawaii. Things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and so at first I'm reminded of that kind of feeling watching Obliterated on Netflix, mm -hmm. like that kind of old school. And but in those movies, the action sequences were terrible. Mm -hmm. You know, the fight sequences were very much like kung fu, kung fu. Yeah, right. In Obliterated, it's not terrible action sequences. No, and also the um, the the sex parts. Yeah, are not uh, awkward. No, it's just uh, they just do it well. Like the Ramones. Right. They play a G chord fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, it really is the Ramones. And if you were to say, are the Ramones good musicians, they're certainly not good musicians. They're certainly not bad musicians. Yeah. They're just Ramones. Yeah. And I think that's what we found in Obliterated. Yeah. And the Ramones, I mean, were proudly stupid. Yeah. You know, they were doing stupid shit. And uh, this is proudly stupid too. And how do you, you go to Netflix and you're like, you know, you're the most, you, you are, you are basically television now. Mm -hmm. We have a show that has no stars, none, none. no famous people in it. We're just going to do the craziest shit we can think of. Yeah. Like people can have that idea, but people, but to pull it off is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of ways to not pull this off. Yeah. What did the deck look like? Yeah, that's what I, I'm What did the curious. sample look like? Like that could be a touring show. Like if I'm if I'm one of the entertainment directors that just got fired uh, here in town, <laughs> I would be like, just bring me that show. That, that will make a show of that. Yeah, <laughs> you can see obliterated get pitched to networks <laughs> on stage. <laughs> like it really is. Like if you take like a screenwriting class. Uh, there'll be like a logline exercise where you just keep writing titles and then the logline mm -hmm. from the title and see if you can even get the whole hook. And that's exactly what Obliterated is. It seems like a, a bad exercise of, let me just write a title and a logline. Uh, yes. Elite military force gets fucked up on drugs yeah. and has to stop the world from ending. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that it? So it's every definition of obliterate. You're like, oh, that's neat. That logline fits everything in the, the yeah. title. Oh, neat. It's a, there's a twist in there. Yeah. Good job. A plus on your logline exercise. Yeah. Not go make it. <laughs> <laughs> now go make that. Now go make eight episodes of that. And they also, which I thought was so, they picked their drugs as characters. 
Yeah. The drugs are characters. They put one person on MDMA, Molly. Yeah. They put another person on mushrooms and acid. Yeah. They put another person on cocaine. Yeah. They put another person drunk. Yeah. They have another character that's all of those. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you go through and go, oh, that's the person that's feeling this. Yeah. That's the person that's feeling that. And they show you through the sniper's eyes what a sniper would see if they were on MDMA. <laughs> And the bomb detonator, what a fucking joy to get cast in that. Right? The what? The bomb detonator guy. Oh, yeah. Your job yeah. is to be passed out and paid for most episodes. You just are asleep with your eyes closed. And you have to go in a fountain and be washed yeah. by somebody. Yeah, yeah. And you wake up and you fuck. Yeah. That's your character. <laughs> it's a good booking. And you get to ride a camel. That's right. Yeah, well, you don't know that yet. I don't know that. Sorry. Yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. You get to ride. There's nothing that's going to stop me. Like, <laughs> oh, shoot, a spoiler. I won't watch it now. He rides a camel. I was just wondering if he'd ever ride a camel. Yeah. Uh, it is a very good gig. Yeah. That is a very good And the last job that guy had was like Soul Man, right? Oh, uh, like, yeah, like yeah. The, like the, the big blackface movie. Yeah. And, and, and when he booked it. You know, he's with his friends in LA being like, yeah, I'm doing this obliterate thing. I don't think I'll even see the light of day. <laughs> but it's really fun. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's good job. And how is it doing? Are people watching it? I think it is a very highly uh, successful show on Netflix. <laughs> like the Ramones. Yeah. I remember the first time. It was number one through the holiday break. That was where they released the stats on that. Uh, the, so, so post Christmas before New Year's, it was the number one show. It's, I remember. When Mark Garland and I bought the Ramones record, mm -hmm. and I remember playing it for Robbie Libin and just going, what the fuck is going on here? We'd already heard Jonathan Richmond. Right. You know? We'd already heard the Velvet Underground. Yeah. But the Ramones was something else. Yeah. It was just, -ah! you know. Yeah. And, and it was a roar against convention, right? You heard, you're yeah. just hearing like, this is not yeah. mainstream. No, we, we've spent enough time. Uh, waiting for guitar solos to be over. Mm -hmm. We've had enough time with key changes. We've had enough with tempo changes. We are listening to rock and roll to hear, ah, that's all we want is yeah. we want that. Yeah. Hey, ho, let's go. Hey, ho, let's go. You know, I don't want to be a pinhead no more. Rockaway Beach. It was, it, and I remember listening to the record the first time and laughing all the way through. Oh, Each wow. song would start and I would go, no, it's not. No, they're not going to do that. <laughs> and then it became part of our culture, and it was like, oh, that's something you do, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's what music always does. Yeah. Right? Starts out simple. Jazz starts out simple. Uh, it's just music to dance to. It's just sex music. And then it develops until you get to bebop, and it's really intellectual, and it's really hard to follow. And people say... Fuck that. And they go back to the beginning. Right? right. And rock and roll, it gets up to like Steely Dan and all this clever stuff. Yes. Yeah. Can and magma. And people go, fuck it. Jonathan Richmond, the Ramones. Then that builds up again. You saw it with rap. Yeah. Rap was just boom, 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 making rhymes. It gets more and more complicated. Then the next thing will come in super simple. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd be fascinating. So movies have gotten, you know, Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. uh, Better Call Saul, complicated characters, really interesting. You pay attention, you watch carefully, and now Obliterated comes in and goes, fuck all that! Totally. Ah! And, and it has what Manning and I talked about on Ice Cream Social a bunch, which is playful nudity. Yeah. Like, you... Like now, because of whatever, it used to be the only nudity now has been like very intense, mm-hmm. kind of like just like sex, you know, intense sex yeah. only nudity. It's always sitting up while yeah. fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you get that one little, and it's an important plot point. Yeah. Really important. And this just. Sex does, no, sex is not important plot points. No. And obliterated. No, and there's no like, the, the, it doesn't slow down. There's no dumb music bed underneath it. Nope. And just like, oh, there's, there's, there's tits over here. Oh, there's a big fucking dong over here. <laughs> it is gratuitous. A hundred percent. Totally. But, but in a fun way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's and, and so like, it's like, and as a kid, that was, that was what I liked in the weird, like Porky's and those other movies. Yeah. It was like fun nudity. And also violence too. Yeah. Yeah. And no attempt, no attempt to be plausible. <laughs> no, no, it's no. like no attempt for a key change. No, you no, know, no, no. A guy falls thirty stories. Yeah, and just gets up. <laughs> He's okay. Person gets shot a bunch of times. They're in the hospital for thirty seconds. Yes, they pull the tubes out and run. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's none of that. And the woman playing the tech nerd uh, could not like that character more. They're all very attractive in their own ways. Oh, they all are. Uh, yeah. All attractive. At one point, they even give it up by describing them, and, and the woman ends trying to describe the cast. She ends up describing the Spice Girls. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yep, yeah, that's that's it. Oh, they, they do that, that doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, yep, yeah, that's it. They, they gave up their own, they gave it up there. They really just secretly just taking the Spice Girls <laughs> and putting them into different action characters. And if you go to Wikipedia, and I have, <laughs> and you look up Obliterated, Several of the actors don't even have a Wikipedia page. Yes. And the ones that do have a Wikipedia page, it's nothing. That's what I mean. So your instinct at first is to be like, this is awful, right? Yeah. And then, and then as you watch, you're like, I can't believe they're pulling this off. And then it actually is actually very all good looking stunts and very good looking action sequences. Yeah. They have their set pieces like any action movie. And yeah, I'm watching a, I'm watching a television show with zero stars. The Ramones. With no one. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Ramones was not a super group. Yeah. Ramones were guys from Queens. Yeah. This might as well be guys from Queens playing a G chord. Right. And going. Yeah. And it just, it just, uh, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's Louie Louie. Yeah. It's, it's it is Louie Louie. It's Louie Louie. Yeah. So again, I can't say definitely go watch it. <laughs> no, no. Because when the Ramones first came out, yeah. I didn't call everybody and say, you got to listen to this. I went, geez, I'm getting to like this. Then I went to see him and went, wow, I'm really getting to like this. Yeah. This is really good. And you go to see him live and say, they're just all in matching leather jackets. They've all got those haircuts. Mm-hmm. They're all holding the guitar slung too low. They're doing exactly everything we liked about rock and roll without the stuff we had to have to be smart. Right. Yeah, just the stuff we liked. Yeah. No clever guitar solo that does all this stuff. No breaking of the time. No time stops. Nothing. Yeah. So in fact, so this- Actually, that's not really true. The time stop is, hey, oh, let's go, but go ahead. This podcast is number two we've, we've spent talking about obliterated. <laughs> someone has to know someone in that cast. Yeah. 
I would have them on as a guest. Yes. A moment. We, I, normally, when I say that it's a joke, you know, yeah. whenever John Kerry call in. Sorry, we didn't remember you for a half hour. Yeah. But um, someone's got to someone obliterate it. I would love any inside story about the production. Oh, so would I. Yeah. So would I. So we would have anybody obliterated. You can be on our show whenever you want. <laughs> Let's do it. You're just so good. My first choice yeah. is the tech nerd, <laughs> but I would take anybody. I'll take anybody. Uh, yeah, yeah. And also the party, the party girl. Oh yeah. 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 She's fabulous. She's amazing. And I believe that is what the character is called. I'm not saying the party girl. Right. I'm saying I believe that's the character's name. Yeah. Party girl. Yeah. 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 In the credits. Yeah. She's wonderful. Yeah. It's really good. Show's going well over at the Rio? Show's going very well. We're going to be adding a shit ton of new stuff. Yeah. A shit ton of new stuff. I mean, it's amazing. We're putting in Balloon Coincidence next weekend, I think. Right. And then we'll be putting in Entropy, just to give people an idea of the names we're coming up with. Mm -hmm. Stooges. Well, I haven't even seen that. I haven't even seen that in rehearsal. Stooges is going in very soon. Yeah. And then Mofo's coming back after 40 years. 35 years. That's great. Mofo the Psychic Gorilla is coming back, probably renamed as Pico the Psychic Gorilla. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect for the times. Uh-huh. Oh, Battle of Wishes. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we yeah. need you in there because you can really teach us this. Well, sure. Because you know all of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's Hondro. It's Hondro. <laughs> it's Hondro. It it's Hondro. Are you doing your ending on it? Uh, yeah. You and Hondro's ending? Uh, no, we have a different one, but you don't want to say. Yeah, I got it. Because it, it, people, it might actually confuse people. But yeah, yeah, no, no, no I'll, I'll leave it alone. But yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Can I plug a show I'm doing? Please. In Prairie de Sac, which is near Madison, Wisconsin, Friday, January nineteenth. Come out to the River Arts, uh, River Arts Performing Center there in Prairie de Sac. I might not be saying it right. I enjoy saying de Sac, but Prairie de Sac. But it's a it's a drive uh, from Madison out there. Come out and see me Friday night. I'm doing a, about a 90-minute show. What kind of place? It's a 208-seat Performing Arts Center. You have eight more tickets to sell? That's it? No, I have more than eight more tickets to sell. Okay. I just thought it'd be nice if you said, we got 200 all set. Yeah. It's going to fill those other eight seats. Yeah, let me try that again. Go ahead, ask him. <laughs> yeah, you, and do you have how many seats to sell? No, nope, sold out. <laughs> no, that doesn't help either. That doesn't no, help it either. doesn't help it at all. Although you do that all the time. Yeah, I do. We go, we, we go on. We go on radio shows. I they finish up and they go. This show sounds great. Where can we see you? We go. You can't. It's sold out. Forget it. <laughs> we go. We do TV appearances that are just na 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 na. <laughs> but you can always see us in Vegas. That's right. Yeah, you can always see us in Vegas. Right. But on the road, we tend to uh, sell out. Yeah. Uh, two kinds of sold out, you know. There's Glenn sold out. And there's Penn sold out. Do you know the difference? No. I get very angry about this. Glenn sold out is there's only single tickets or tickets that have obstructed view. Ah. He says we're sold out. So there could be like 30 seats available in a 3,000-seat theater. Right. And he says sold out. Penn sold out is I come up to the box office, I have cash, cash for the full ticket, and I say, I will sit anywhere and I'm alone. And they say, no. Right. That's Penn sold out. And Penn sold out is very rare. So there's a bunch of people that won't go to a show if they can't get two seats together. Yeah. And there's a bunch of people that won't go to a show if they can't get really good seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's very common now. Yeah. So Penn sold out. I mean, we did that in England. We did Penn sold out in England. 
We did Penn sold out in Australia, but mostly in the U.S. We do Glenn sold out. Yeah, which is not sold out. <laughs> I think I kind of side with Glenn on this. I'll tell you something, Taylor yeah. Swift. Yeah, she's Penn sold out. <laughs> Good point. You get a single ticket in the men's room. Yeah, of the stadium she's playing, you can sell that. Well. I believe I'm going to go see uh, Springsteen is coming here finally. Oh, Christ. He's coming here. I haven't seen him in years. Okay. How much are the tickets? $2,000? That's right. Is I don't that know. True? No, it was, a, it was a Christmas gift from my wife. Oh. So probably. But uh, he hasn't played here since... Uh, I've moved here in 2008. He hasn't played Vegas once. Is that true? Yeah. And where's he playing? The Raiders Stadium? No. He's playing the T-Mobile Arena. Is that bigger? No. Smaller. Smaller. He's playing a little tiny intimate place. Yeah, I know. It's only like what, 30,000 seats? Yes, 40. 40,000 seats. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of 60,000 or whatever it is, it's 68,000 at the Raiders Stadium. Okay. Yeah. So you get a, one of 40,000, see, and Bruce. How many nights is he playing here? Just one. And he'll be pen sold out. And I think he'll be pen sold out. Yeah. By playing, because he's playing T Mobile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this is with the E Street Band, mm -hmm. whatever that is now. Yeah. Clarence Clemens. Nephew. nephew yeah. Someone who met Clarence Clemens once. Mm -hmm. Miami Steve. Yeah, little Steven. My, Mighty Max. Yeah. yeah. I'll be there. Uh, no longer Miami Steve, is he? No, he's little Steven. Yeah. Miami Steven was very, it was a very short period where he was Miami Steve. Uh, yeah, that's when, that was I, your that's when I knew him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Miami Steve. Yeah. Miami Steve is a better name, by the way. I agree. Yeah. He, he got little Steven from little Richard. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, which is, it's just. Fine. It's there's nobody better in rock and roll than Little Richard. Yeah. That's the other thing you'll learn from uh, 500 songs, is Little Richard is everything. I gotta start listening to that pod. It's uh, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And uh, the White Light White Heat one was incredible. Yeah, I just you're better paying attention than I am. He speaks so just straightforwardly mm -hmm. that I miss things and I go like, oh shoot, I haven't I haven't listened the last 20 minutes. Yeah. I have to go back. I, I listen carefully. You do listen very, I listen carefully. very carefully, and I uh, comment on it, and I I write to Andrew after every show, pretty much, well, that's... and make little comments back and forth to him. He did kind of a a little bit of a d diminishing of Donovan. Oh, uh, and uh, I wrote to him and said, "I have to make this confession if our friendship is going to go any further." <laughs> I love Donovan, but everything you said was accurate. <laughs> he starts the Donovan one by yeah. saying. I want to get a few things out of the way. Two things out of the way about Donovan. One, Donovan says he was never doing a Dylan impersonation, and Dylan did not influence him that much. It was Woody Guthrie and Led Belly and the people that also influenced Bob Dylan. Uh, he was not actually influenced by Bob Dylan. Two, everyone who's ever heard Donovan, seen Donovan, or thought about Donovan thinks he's doing a Bob Dylan impersonation. <laughs> Great way to start. Yeah. Great way to start. He's just brilliant. Yeah. But I really enjoying it very much. Yeah. I mean, my life, oh, also, not just obliterated. If you want to go to the other end of the spectrum, mm -hmm. if you want to go from the Ramones to Bach. Yeah. The other thing I'm watching, Nathan Fielder. Oh, wow. The Curse. Are you watching that with your son? Uh, no. No, it's just you? Just me. Have you watched The Curse? No. Uh, it's a level of smart you're never going to see. It's Benny Softy, yeah, and uh, Nathan uh, Nathan Fielder, yeah, and uh, I've heard great things. I should start watching it. It's it's uh, it, it's so smart. 
It's so smart. And it's too smart for you. As you're sitting there, you go, this is, this is too smart for me. Yeah. I mean, the curse is the reason they make obliterate it. Right. Because you watch the curse and go, oh, man, this is geniuses. They're geniuses making this show. I'd like to see somebody stupid making this show. Yeah. But he also shows his penis, so he's also doing the obliterated thing. <laughs> Perfect. And that's a plot point. Good. But see, it's a plot point. That's my point. It's not gratuitous. See? 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 See what I'm saying? Yes. And uh, Emma Stone is uh, amazing. Yeah. She's like really good. Yeah. Benny Softie, Emma Stone, and Nathan Fielder, it's like their acting is so good, it's juggling. It's a stunt in itself. There's this new style of acting that's been around for 20 years. That is so, so good. It's a different level, you know. Like uh, the 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 Nero's, the seventies acting, mm-hmm. the eighties acting is realistic. Yeah, it's not hyper realistic. Yeah, it's like we've gone. Their idea of acting is like photorealism painting. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's just absolutely the thing. Uh, there is no sense there's a story being told. Yeah. There's no comedy timing whatsoever. Really? And there's no sense of a camera around. Oh, that's really cool. It's, and they do single shots that just stay forever. And there's stuff in the foreground and it just sits there. And you watch people act in a way that I didn't even think acting was possible. You can't, you can't see any, any signals at all that they're acting and not just living their lives. It is incredible. And they come in for tight close-ups, tight close-ups on their face, and you can't see any movie star at all. You just see people. And it's so disconcerting Every moment of it is so disconcerting. Every word is crystal clear, but there's no sense of diction. It's it's very, very complex. And you know how for comedy, like The Office, yeah. tried to get to a level of awkward and reality? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is The Office times 100,000. Yeah. They're not doing any of the rhythms you've ever heard done in comedy and they're not doing, uh, I mean, even the eyebrows don't lift, uh, a 16th of an inch more right. than they would, uh, in, in actual reality. Yeah. It's, 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 it's stunning. It's stunning. And the plot, uh, is, um, so compelling, but there's no feeling of storytelling. It's not like we had to get that point across. There's no feeling of that. It just happens. Uh, and this is, and is it, is it already finished the one season? That it's no, done? no, it finishes uh, Friday. Oh, wow. Okay. It's seven, seven episodes. Uh, On? No, I've seen eight so far. There's, there's a ninth one or something. Okay. And, uh. Is it on HBO? Is it on, uh, not HBO. That's not a thing anymore. No, um, it's on, um, uh, I'm trying to think what logo pops up. Um, oh, it's on Showtime. Okay. Uh, it's on Showtime, and uh, which is also other stuff too. You know, you can 
so Paramount and yeah, Showtime are yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's uh, it's it's crazy good. Well, he's done crazy good stuff his his whole career. Yeah, I'll, but I'll tell you something. And he, uh, he came to our show, but he didn't come to the show. He got tickets to the show, then he got sick, and uh. he sent his friends. So I talked to his friends and his girlfriend about the show, <laughs> which is pretty interesting, and also brilliantly him. Like that's great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he also is a very good magician. I didn't know that. He toured uh, Canada as like a young magician in high school. Oh, wow. He was like a working magician in high school. I got to tell you, when I'm watching one of the reality shows that he does where he interacts with real people, I'm uncomfortable the whole time. Right. Uh, it's, it's that Borat question. Yeah. And every scene he does... Even though I believe his morality is solid, and I do believe his morality is solid, I check it all the time. Right. It's, it's a weight that hangs over the is entire he being experience. Is he being fair to these people? Is he being fair to this person? Is this person being treated properly? Is he being respectful? Is this honest? Is this good? And Did meanwhile, he's doing brilliant shit, and I'm checking him all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, the curse, is scripted. Mm -hmm. So when there's an uncomfortable scene with someone, they came in and learned the script by design. Yeah, yeah, it, and that makes a huge difference. Of course, I think some people it's absolutely reversed. Right, if it's real, oh, this is heavy, this is edgy. But for me, having that taken away takes away a whole layer to me. Reality takes away reality for me. Yeah, because all I do is think about how they're being treated. I'm pulled out of the story. But uh, but this, oof, cool. And I got to tell you. Uh, Benny Softy in this in this show is one of the greatest villains I've ever seen. Oh yeah, yeah, of one of the greatest. It's be so funny when people still just watch Obliterated and not this after. <laughs> after <today's show. laughs> it really is amazing. It's like I'm telling you, there's Zappa and there's the Ramones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which do you want? Yeah. Zappa's the smartest music you've ever heard. Yeah. Played incredibly skillfully, perfectly done. Yeah. And then there's the dipshits, the Ramones. Yeah. And you know, we like them both. Yeah. We really do. There's there are plenty of people who do the both. Yeah. There's That's room why. for both of them. Yeah. There's room for both of them in the world. And that was Penn Sunday School brought to you by Masterclass. Right. Lifelong learning. Continue learning forever. Oh, I missed one. I missed you did. one. There That's is. the one I had. Yeah. And then it's go to masterclass.com slash pen for an additional 15% off an annual membership. That's masterclass.com slash pen. 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash pen. Masterclass.com slash pen. That was Pen Sunday School. That was Pen Sunday School. Cha cha cha. You become naked. I gotta tell you, the curse, Nathan Fielder, wicked good. And obliterated, it's the new Ramones. And there'll be a bunch more. We got the Sex Pistols coming. You know that. Yeah, that's true.
Ah, uh, you know, you know, you know, you know we love you. Got anybody to thank there, Matt Donnelly? Yes, I want to thank the following people who support us over at patreon.com slash pen. If you want access to the back catalog of episodes, if you want ad-free episodes, that's just the that's just the opening taste if you go over to patreon.com slash pen. Now, Patreon has, has done this weird thing. I want to talk about it here where they say you can subscribe for free. Nothing comes with that. That was a Patreon move and not us move. We have three tiers for different amounts of money. And then we have this podcast out there for the people already on regular feeds. So if you, if you went to that subscription, uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but these people all pay good money to keep this thing happening. I want to thank Ben. Amy, where is my postcard Smith? Uh, Amy, write me at matt at hayscoops.com if you are not getting your postcards. Franziska, Harry the Gorillagician, Don Dottie, Kevin Burke, David McLaughlin, Old Bear Greg, Charlie Sheets says trans rights, no shit Sherlock, and por favor ven en Puerto Rico. Stephen Bracegirdle says it's pronounced chimera, but go on. <laughs> Coach Rat Bastard, wash your sister sauce. David, I want to figure your cunt Brenner, Tristan Connett, Mason Gooch, Sagebrush, Matthew Mishu, Luke Mellon, Jason Andrew Davidson, Peter B. Clark, Matt Williams, Soapy Fresh, Brad Sherlag, Mike Cavanaugh, Rafiki, Steve Feldman, Jonathan P., NewRuleFX.com, Eric M. Ryan, Krista Hatchaby Loop McKinney, Danny Insert Meta Joke Here Ruse, Little Mandar, Mike Fresh, That's Not Your Not Board Don Knotts, okay, Adam Stickney, Nathan Julian, Jeremy in Shanghai, Christopher Harris, Petty Officer Scoop, Daniel, How Do Magic Dragons Blow Out Candles, William Weingreen, David K., Shane Brevik, Blue Drinks Film Says Clear Your Cookies, Baby, Brandon Knapp, Nick Dingman, and Colin Durham. Thank you so much. Thank you. The chat asked if you ever read Strong Magic by Darwin Ortiz. No. And I answered, we only do Dunninger's Complete Encyclopedia of Magic. <laughs> so, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media? Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 